What does it take to reach your ultimate business goals, your outcomes? Here on the Tactic Podcast, we are your team of like-minded business executives dedicated to motivating and helping you take action, adapt, and grow so you will realize your ultimate potential. Find out what's next from those who are already living it, your peers who have been there and done that with practical, tactical actions that will help you align towards your ultimate outcome, goals and intermediate steps, and the mile markers along the way that will help you get there. Hello and welcome to this program. I'm Joseph Leif and I'll be your host for this follow-up to a conversation with Mr. Rogers, exploring the necessity and value of community for business owners. So once again, we have Jeff Rogers, president of One Accord, Austin Schneider, the founder and CEO of Brandtegic, and Jonathan Bossler, the CEO of Bossler Media Group. Welcome, gentlemen. Appreciate you being here. Morning, guys. Great. Morning. Great to have you here. So we, uh, we had quite a few questions that came in during the webinar last time, and we want to get to those. We, we couldn't get to them all at the time, and, and you guys all agreed to have this follow-up, and it's fantastic. So I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day and uh, taking the time to answer these questions for people. So I'll throw the first one out there. Um, it was, how do you cultivate a culture of collaboration versus competition or competitiveness with others in your industry? That's, that's, a, that's a great question. And by the way, Joseph, it is a privilege to be back here. And it's kind of fun that we had an overflow of questions. And hopefully that reflected really what Tactive is about when I think about it, which is engagement and community, right? And so being building a collaborative community and that, it, that our time previously reflected that we have a relationship with each other in business is all running different companies and that there was engagement by the audience. And that is, I think, part of what Tactive is really about. So, you know, so um, Joseph, just to clarify the question, you're really asking about how do we have a culture of collaboration related to our business and what would be other competitors in the space? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Folks who would That's, normally considered a competitor, how do you build that relationship of collaboration with them? That's a great, that's a really, really good point. And, and I'll start out with this notion, but I'm going to give it to Austin and Jonathan uh, in that they're really in a similar space and people could look at them and say, are you guys in, you know, actually competition with each other and geographically their offices are only actually a couple of miles away. But I believe it starts out with this, really it's a philosophy is, is there an attitude of scarcity or an attitude of plenty? And at that root, I think, drives out how you see so many things. And if you have an attitude of scarcity, there's only this much. Then if you get, that means you take, right? In other words, if you got this, you took it from me. Versus a, a mindset or a belief of in abundance, that there's more out there than we can all do and all get to. And I'm actually... Uh, helping to create an ecosystem where everybody wins if, if we win and not beating this other person. And, and, you know, we lose out to competition. And at times I'm like, okay, what didn't we do that allowed us to have that privilege rather than what did they do to beat me? So, but I think uh, I'd love to hear from Jonathan and Austin as it relates to how they view the market and competition. Yeah, I can 
I can say something. And Jeff, echoing what you said, like you could not say that any better. Um, the abundance versus scarcity mindset, right? There is, and I think it's easy to get caught up in the scarcity. And I think, I think there's, if you think of two lanes, right? There's the abundance and the scarcity. Scarcity that leads to competition, that leads to insecurity, that leads to like bad competition, right? And that leads to comparison, that leads to many other things that you just probably don't want with your soul. Where the abundance, mm. which I think is the high road, high road, is just acknowledging that there's so much out there that we can get. And if you do lose a piece of business, yeah, what what can I learn from this? You know, and um, I think one thing that I always tell myself is iron sharpens iron, right? And if I can learn from Jonathan, he knows stuff that I don't know, and we sharpen each other in many ways. Um, he sharpens me a lot, right? And it just changes your heart posture and your mindset as you're going mm-hmm. into a, a industry that could be competitive with others um, or it could be collaborative and wanting to help people out. So if, if I'm in an industry and there's competitors, I think if we look at it as the abundance, have the mindset, hey, there's plenty of fish in the sea and I have the heart posture of helping people in gratitude, then that's only going to benefit me in the long run because I'm going to be more open-minded and wanting to learn versus closed-minded and just looking for the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And what is this person doing? What is that person doing? And getting caught up in the, the trap of competing, which again, you bask in the bask in the negative of the loss. You bask in the, the comparison trap, which to me as an optimizer, like that's time that I could have used to learn from it and grow from it and figure out what's next. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I love echoing the abundance versus scarcity. So yeah, have anything to add? Sure. It's, it's, I agree with you guys completely. And I love the principles that you're sharing. Um, I think the, the way I'll kind of approach it is I think in the past, I would say two plus years ago, um, I saw the, the mentality we're talking about a lot more, but there's been a shift in my perspective. And I don't know if it's because of COVID um, because we're all trying to help each other a little bit more, but I, I mean, as a, just an example, I think I talked to three or four direct competitors this week all over the country and and I was shocked by how open they were how how gracious they were they were giving we're, we're uh, kind of jumping into some new technology that's cutting edge in our industry um, and I was able to have some of the best conversations with competitors that I would have don't think I would have ever had and I think it took the risk of reaching out um, I think one of the things I've recently been doing is, um, and it's a it's a principle that I I taught from I got taught by Jeff Rogers is, you know, it's relationship before it's transaction, um, and so in that I've been so grateful. I, I've reached out. You have to at least reach out, at least try. Not everyone is going to be able to do what we're talking about, um, but at least give them the chance. Um, and if you're in it, not for what you can get, but if what you can give. I think people see that heart and it's amazing how instantly that shifts the dynamic of the conversation. And all of a sudden you're, you're learning from each other and you're, you know, iron sharpening iron. Um, and I've had some of the best conversations and learned so much in the last week because you have to, and you have to risk it and you have to go after it. And there were a couple of conversations that you could tell they were, they, I was hitting the boundary of their comfort zone and that was okay. No, that's totally fine. Um, that happens to me too. So in that, I think there's wisdom. However, um, man, we can do so much better together. I uh, love collaboration. I love the ability to be able to, to learn from one another. And then at the end of the day, we're all better together. Yeah. So good. Well said guys, by the way, Joseph, you can see why I like hanging out with these guys. So 
it sounds like I'm supposed to know something, but rather <laughs> they're helping to change my attitudes and beliefs to be better at what we do in our business. And I'm really thankful. So the next question is about when you're setting up these meetings to have time with, with people and, and engage with them. Um, for those who have, this is the quote, for those who haven't done this before, can you share uh, with the audience an agenda that you prepare to ensure that you're being respectful of their time and talents and your time and talents also uh, for some may feel that the person is taking advantage of their time. How do you overcome that? Boy, that's a, that's a, that's a reality. I get asked that a fair amount. Do either one of you guys want to take that? I certainly have some thoughts on it, but I want to always lead off. I can kind of just go off of my experience. I think the, um, just maybe in our experiences, Jeff, just as we've been growing in community and growing and getting to know each other. I mean, initially it was, who is this, who like asking, really, I saw you as a leader, inspiration, and I wanted to soak in questions about how you got to where you got to, right? And as our relationship built, I mean, the reality is everybody wants to talk about enjoys talking about themselves. So asking really good questions, doing a little bit of research on people goes a long way. Um, you can find a lot of stuff on the internet, which will help you do that. The interwebs, there's a lot of information on there. And then as you get more in depth and kind of understand the expertise of, of the person that you're in community with, that's when you know your life's gonna happen and you're gonna understand mm -hmm. the other person's gifts and then how you can pertain your agenda to how they can help you in many ways, or just not necessarily help, but have a conversation about and work things out together. Um, specifically with Jeff and I, what I try to do is I know that in business, he, I look up to him. And in many ways, because he has the track record, we've had a lot of conversations about it. And then in personal life as well, whether it's relationship or whatever it is, we can go there and there's a form of intimacy that you can build with someone to be able to have those Two, two topics of conversation. So what I do is usually is like, okay, Jeff, I got three business things and two personal things that I want to talk about today. Super excited, like prepare in advance as I'm going throughout my week, be like, oh, like this would be a great question for Jeff. This would be a great question for X, Y, Z. And as I'm making those mental notes, bring those to the table and have a worthwhile conversation that's fruitful, well thought out um, versus if you go in there kind of oblivious and not really sure what you're talking about, that's where it could be maybe conceived as disrespectful of someone else's time. But if you're going with a clear agenda and good questions and you're eager and you're curious, then that's what's gonna bridge a really good conversation for the both of you guys, for the both of you guys, not just you, um, to really get the most fruit, bear the most fruit from the conversation. That's my opinion and how I've done it with Jeff specifically in the past. I love, I love that, Austin, and I, I so agree with that. I think um, another just thought is um, I, I've had several different people that have played this role in my life, and I would actually say I have had to um, approach each one differently um, yeah. based on where our relationship is. So now with, with Jeff, like when, we have, when we have time, we're just, we're, we're hanging out, we're having a good time. You know, it's a lot more relational and, you know, right. less, actually at this point, it's even less agenda driven even though we get to a lot of points, there's others that it's like, you know, what is your purpose? Is, your, is the title right on your Cal invite? And you make sure and you kind of have your, hey, what are we going to get out of this meeting? You know, it's very business and it's very, you know, specific. 
Um, I, but I, I think one of the things you said, Austin, that I so, I, I so agree with is, and it's something we've been talking about ever since the beginning of this conversation is, um, it, it, in these kind of things, if it is only business, you're going to miss a big element of what the benefit is of these kind of conversations. So yeah. yes, that's important, but you, there does have to have, you have to have that connection. You got to have that in it, like interpersonal communication that's outside of, you know, getting to know each other as human beings rather than who, what you're doing, right. Human doings. So, um, in that, I think that's kind of how, how I've had great success. Um, and my, my point is, you know, know the person that you're hanging out with kind of, you, you have to kind of approach it a little differently. Um, but just be prepared, um, think about it, be, be intentional about it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting in this and, and thank you for the, the kind thoughts guys. I'm really, I'm humbled and I'm blessed by you. And so it's, it makes it fun. Uh, just maybe some ground rules, Joseph, uh, for someone that's starting this, that, that doesn't have these relationships in flight, right? So they're, they're wanting to be part of a community. Again, Attractive can provide a platform to do that. So that makes it a little easier. But, you know, maybe someone doesn't have an organization that's assisting them with it. I'll just throw out a couple of thoughts. You know, one is have a defined time frame. So make sure that both parties know this is how long we're meeting. Um, two, a neutral location can help in conversations. So that's why coffee shops are good. Coming to Jonathan's lovely office there, which I enjoy, but it's not neutral ground, right? Nor is my mm. office. And so finding a neutral site. Third is um, uh, make, it, make it convenient for that person, right? Make it convenient for them. That can help out as well. And so um, those are all just a couple ideas there. I, I love um, the point that you made about making it, you know, the people that we're trying, often trying to, to get together with are people that are very busy. So, so being very intentional about making it as easy as possible for them. You know, I usually let them drive where, when, and I'll clear my schedule to make sure that I make time, you know, even on this Friday, I have a couple meetings and I'm going to their house, you know, that's, that was the most convenient for them. So I'll go out of my way to make it convenient for them. And that just makes it the setup so much better, especially when it's maybe a newer relationship. Totally agree. And I've done that so many times where it's like, I have something in the calendar. I'm like, nope, I'm moving that. Like I can, I'll make it work because you're spending your time and your time is very valuable and I want to be respectful of it. So whether that's clearing my schedule to accommodate yours all day or doing something that's a little bit more inconvenient for inconvenient for me, like mm -hmm. definitely taking that into consideration. So, yeah. Let me throw out two other ideas. One is affirming um, something that Austin said, and that is making it really clear at the outset what your objective is. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm having a first meeting with someone, I'll often, in, in setting it up, say, here's my objective or here's the goal. Here's what I'd like yeah. to accomplish in a first meeting. So there's some clarity around intent. But what's interesting uh, to go further is people asking me for a meeting that I don't really have a relationship with yet, I drive that out until they can answer it. And I won't meet until they will tell me what their outcome is that they're looking for. And it's really interesting to, to ultimately get through pressing, which is an email, you know, what are you trying to get from this meeting? Then I know if we should meet or if I'm the right person, because maybe it's giving them to someone else. I don't even need to meet. So I say more no than yes to requests. Um, and I want to be gracious 
to meet, but I want to make sure I'm the right person. So that's one. Then the other part of it is if you're requesting the meeting, right? And how do you not sound like commercial? How do you, um, because they get, it's interesting just culturally kind of what, how this works is there's, you know, five to eight minutes of getting to know each other. Then it moves into this session about, let me tell you what I do. And then next is how you could help me. And then there's about 20 minutes left in the hour and you left that 20 minutes for the other person. What I would intend to do is invert it, if not completely have it be about the other person. So say, I'd love to catch you up with what's happening at one accord. There's a lot of changes and I'm really enthused about it. But before I do, it's been a long time since we've connected or we haven't connected previously. And COVID's obviously changed that. I'd love to understand what we're doing in the context of what you're doing. So could you help me understand a little bit more about what your business is, how you got into it? Tell me more about that. And then I'll lead into what's, what's your ideal customer. And by the way, Gus, Jonathan, I'm meeting with a lot of different people. What could I listen for that if I heard I could make an introduction for you? That will almost inevitably, as Austin said, cause people to talk about themselves, which they <laughs> most people enjoy. And we'll, that will go 20 minutes. And then at that point, I'll dig in further to say, well, tell me more about how you find those customers or tell me about what's what within that, what's kind of the trigger that will cause them to actually go with brand TJ. Like, why will they choose Fossler Media based on what, what is usually that differentiation? That'll take another 20 minutes. And at about 20 minutes to go, they'll say, gosh, I've talked the whole time. And this is perfect. This is actually what I'd prefer. I've talked the whole time. You know what? I don't want to like kind of rush in one accord. Let's do, we'll set another meeting. I can talk about one accord another time. But you mentioned something about your interest in a certain hobby or this um, new business idea. Or, you know, I, I've had where people have said, hey, my son's trying to get into a, a certain department at a college. And I'm like, oh, you know, I know a dean there or something. Let me see what I could do. Tell me more about him. In other words, if I can take honestly the whole time and be about them in the first meeting, this is trying to help our audience in new meetings. And, and how do you differentiate yourself? Because I don't want to sound like everybody else who does five to eight minutes of niceties and then digs into themselves and starts pitching. And you, you start to sense the person on the other side of the table do this, right? Like, ah, and it's just natural. So I'm not gonna outspend them or take them to a fancier meal or have a suite at uh, you know, Seahawks Stadium, but I'm gonna endeavor to outserve them, my competition. So that means I need to listen more and ask more questions. And it's only about five out of a hundred because I've had a few thousand meetings, uh, five out of a hundred that will actually flip back. And they're really, really gracious to say, look, I'm not gonna let you do that. Um, I appreciate what you're doing, uh, but I'm here to help you. So no, really, I'm here to help you. And so tell me what, what would most help your business. So you'll get a few of those, but they're rare. So I think setting some ground rules the, the time frame, the, lo the location, being thoughtful about that and neutral ground. And what's the objective 
is clearly defined and then try and invert and be less about you and more about them in that first meeting. So those are just some other ideas. That's fantastic. I love that. So the, the first question we, we talked um, about taking, having good use of their time, iron sharpening iron, having a sense, really the, the overarching theme there was having a sense of abundance. And then here yeah. we're talking about making it all about them, endeavoring to outserve. I love that phrase. That that goes right back to the abundance thing as well, right. and it actually leads directly into the the next question that we have, which is, what have you guys learned by leaning into these relationships that has helped you in your business? I would actually say, what would I? What have I not learned? Um, <laughs> there's so many things that I've learned that have affected my business. Um, I think. I might have mentioned it a little bit last time, but there's been but there's been so many conversations where I went into these types of um, community uh, community conversations, and I had this glaring problem issue that I needed to solve, and it was consuming my world. And you know, usually these types of relationships are um, I kind of I kind of like describing it when I when I'm going to have some time with someone I really respect or look up to, or you know, I'm 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 all the things we've we've described. But I, I will come and I'll present, you know, this this problem, and I want help solving it. And I'm amazed at how many times we oftentimes don't even talk about the problem directly. And I'm been, I'm just given different perspective and a, a different viewpoint or a different way of uh, just of thinking about something totally different at sometimes and unrelated. And it's amazing how that changes. It's like it's just being around big-minded people. All of a sudden, my small little thing that was consuming me has no more power over me, has no, you know, and I'm able to just go and handle that. That's not longer is an issue. I just, because I've had my perspective shifted. Um, and so for me, I, Jeff, you're, you're a master at this. Um, I think you're, you're one of the best where I come in and you'll, you'll like, I have perspective on this thing, but let me tell you about this. And you'll like, kind of just give me a framework or, a you know, something, a different way of thinking about you know, the dynamics of maybe what is affecting the problem I'm having or, or the thing I'm trying to solve. Um, and I just leave with a completely different perspective that helps me um, in my business in so many different ways. So, I mean, that's a, that's a small example of, I've had so many conversations like that. So I've learned, you know, from just having different perspective to, you know, challenges with some HR things to, to um, you know, advice for different marketplace moves to, you know, there's so many topics to so many different people that I've had that have directly um, impacted my company. And I think there's something to be said. Um, one of the biggest takeaways I've had is you can be, when you're a business owner, um, if you're in like a CEO role or, or all, anything at the top of the, the chain there, it can feel very lonely. And we've talked about it. It's, it, it's lonely at the top. Um, and it's amazing how, when you start talking to people that are dealing with the same problems that you're dealing with, all of a sudden you realize you're not alone in the world and there's people dealing with the exact same problems you're dealing with. And that's one of the most empowering feelings ever because even even in that, the camaraderie of that is is um, so relieving. And uh, then we can talk and chat and sometimes sympathize with, with one another and how challenging it is, but then we're able to go and just and be more effective in, in our marketplace and our companies. Yeah, in so many ways, first of all. Um, I wanna echo also what Jonathan was saying about you know opening your mind. I think I brought this up last conversation of how Braintegic started was sort of upside down, like had business and then had to figure out how to create a business, right? And 
if I went to Jeff and was like, oh gosh, like how, how do I figure this out? And he was like, oh, you do X, Y, Z, then Jeff, why don't you just be the founder and CEO? You know, like that, that just kind of helps me stay in my closed mind self where someone like Jeff allows you to open your mind to new perspectives and new ideas and being around people who can share their experiences and what they've learned. Because when we have problems and we have something going on, like we are just laser focused on that, right? Like we, that's all we think about. We fixate on it. And then when we hear perspectives from experience, from people who have done stuff, then it, and then they're casual and nonchalant about it that opens our mind to new ideas and to new ways of thinking about our problems or our situations, which allow us to redirect ourselves and grow ourselves rather than just, let me just do this equation and solve the problem because Jeff, because X, Y, Z told me to do this. It's like, no, like here's, here's what, here's some guidance, here's some framework, here's the guardrails. And then you can kind of work with work in that versus just being hyper-focused on just solving, solving, solving. So that's been a huge help among many of just having people in the community and relationship of people who can relate to you and people who can help you see beyond what you're seeing and really open your mind to, to new ways. Great stuff, guys. Great stuff. Well, maybe I'll go in a little bit of a different direction and I'm um, in a, in complete agreement, obviously with what they're saying is, you know, let's, um, maybe a contrast, maybe you already have a company and maybe you have a lot of employees. I'll give one idea. Um, on the other hand, what if you're smaller and you, you don't? So one idea that's unusual, but that we implemented and we've been using over the past year is an internal advisory council. So one thing to do is you have represent representative views from within your company of kind of thought leaders in different groups that you can come together and everything's fair and you can talk about anything. We're peer to peer in that environment and you're seeking counsel from those that really know and understand your business. So if you've been around a long time, perhaps the ideas of what you could do to break through actually exist within the very company you have. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying don't go outside because I'll, I'll balance this, but my guess is at Microsoft or Boeing or Starbucks that the the um, problems could be solved likely with some of the thoughts that already exist in those companies. Boston Media Group and Brantegic both have quite good sized teams now. They've really grown. And you know, do you have an, a venue or an environment where key representatives of your company can actually be sharing in a in a way? in terms of what they see that you could do. Now you have to be careful because of how you solicit feedback, what other people think that aren't on that committee and what you're gonna implement or not. You have to set up some rules around that, but that's something we've built. And um, to those that know One Accord, we're in the midst of implementing ideas that came from internally council. Okay, so that's that. Now on the other side of it is, Jonathan has actually built a really powerful and helpful board that meets on a consistent basis that's actually a voting board. There's control in the board, but the way it's structured retained the ultimate control by the family members that have built the company. So there won't be a loss of control, but there's actually a, a quarterly board meeting with reviews and financials and voting to make decisions. So that's, I think, integrated with that. Looking at that, and then certainly the third leg of that, I would give 
Is there organizations that you can be a part of that will help provide the infrastructure to do it, like TACTIV, Convene Now, C12, EO, YPO, right? There's a lot of Vistage. There's a lot of different good organizations that can you can plug into that can help accelerate that. So that's maybe another take on building that community. And the next question is pretty kind of specific. Um, in the last conversation, Jonathan, you started to talk about three levels of relationships or three levels of governance or something like that within uh, that, that you talked about. So the question was, can you go over those? What are they? Kind of expand on that a little bit more. It was governance and then something and then something. <laughs> sure. Um, it's actually something I learned from Jeff. Uh, it was one of our first conversations I think we ever had uh, where at Zoka Coffee in Kirkland. And um, I was on an island alone, isolated. Um, I was going Mach 7. I was, and in Jeff Word said, I was on that island and I was burning. And he was like, not on my watch, you know, because things, business was, was struggling. I was struggling. Um, and in that, he basically, it was one of those conversations going back to the, my point I made earlier where I had brought my problem and he saw a much bigger problem and was able to, to dig right into it. And one of the things he said in that meeting was, you're isolated and you're alone and you're not supposed to be like that. Uh, humans aren't supposed to, we aren't supposed to operate that way. And so, you know, he taught me the principle of having, there's three levels of community, right? Well, you have your, your governance, which is in our case, we now have a, a board, a voting board that is, is, you know, speaking down to me or, or even more so pulling me up. Um, and then you have your community. So I think what we're talking a lot about here in this environment with Tactive is more community. So peers, iron sharpening iron, uh, where we get to do life together, we're going the same direction, uh, we get to support one another. And, um, and then you're always going to have the people that you're leading. So in my case, that's, you know, all of our employees, um, the people in my life that I have influence over. Um, and so in a kind of a balanced um, community or balanced relationship, I think you, you need to have all both. Um, and so Jeff, I'll defer to you because you're the one that, that gave me the, the point to begin with, but that's basically the idea of it. And as soon as I, uh, and, and Jeff actually came alongside of me and, and helped form the board. And then he also invited me into community. So I went to Kairos YP and uh, Kairos and started getting around peers. Um, and then of course I was already had the, the, the tier of people that I was leading. And when that, when that was introduced to my life, um, it was incredible how quickly um, some of the, the big problems I was, I was fighting went away because of the fact that I had camaraderie. I was with people, I was doing life with other people um, that, that helped me um, significantly in, in, in what has happened since then. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the answer to that question. All right. We get the a-okay from, uh, from Jeff. Get it first, get it firsthand from the person that had the impact. That's the best testimony. So I think that in itself answers the question. Great. Great. All right. So our uh, last question here for today is, uh, someone would like to learn more about using LinkedIn effectively to create and build relationships. Anybody a LinkedIn expert here? Well, Jeff, let's, let's, Jeff let's, is a LinkedIn start, expert. <laughs> let's start off with Austin. So, so here, here's a guy has, um, when he started, so think about this, just a couple of years ago, he had an idea. Today as a company with employees, plus a bunch of other professionals, and his business is around actually, or partially of his business, 
is helping people leverage the natural platforms they have to build their brand within an industry to garner more business. So think about someone in financial services or in the mortgage business or real estate that you're, you're part of an overarching brand at, I won't use the company name because maybe or maybe not that's appropriate, but how do you build your brand within it? And social media, which a subset is LinkedIn, you know, certainly is that. And so maybe we'll have Austin lead off and just kind of some of the learnings he has. And then I can talk specifically about LinkedIn. Yes, love LinkedIn, love social media as a way to connect with people. And really the reality is, is there's about 80% of all Americans are on social media, 80%. So, and of the 80%, um, the average time spent on social media is more than two hours a day. So if we think about social media, social media as a way of networking, social networking, which it could be, then to me, that's an opportunity to get in front of people, a lot of people and to connect with people, right? Like if, if I knew, if I was going to a networking event where I knew there was going to be 80% of Americans, they were going to spend over two hours a day there. Heck yeah, that's a great opportunity, right? And if I think of it in the way of okay, how can I use social media as a social networking versus abuse it and get sucked into the vortex? Then I think it's the same The same way that you would connect with someone on, offline is the same way that we can do it online. And the beauty about LinkedIn is there's so many filters in a professional environment where we can see what vocation they're at, what their title is. Like maybe, you, you, maybe you're somewhat familiar with them. What you shouldn't do on LinkedIn is ask for the sale immediately, like just try to connect and convert. Like I have 400 connections pending right now from people who I just don't, I don't need to be with. Cause I know when I hit accept, they're just going to ping me about this new product that they want to sell me. So if we're really intentional, just how we are offline with using social media as social networking, because 80% of Americans are on it, they spend more than two and a half hours a day on social media. Then I think of that as a way to find people, connect with people, use it versus abuse it and and really and really bridge it to start creating those connections right i think people are so numb especially in this day and age to social media and um and just using online and social media as a way to connect with people that it's becoming a new normal it's a good first connection it's a good way to get your face in front of someone and then maybe form a more intimate bond after that or a more professional bond after that but the ability to just, uh, I think, I mean, I think the main point is, you know, use it, don't abuse it. Look at this social networking, not social media consumption, and then don't be a salesperson, like build a genuine relationship and, and uh, take advantage of the tools. So that's my thought. Really good. You can see why Brandtegic and Austin are doing great at what they do and serving clients and being purposeful and leveraging what people are already doing. Right. He's just he's using it in an intentional way. I'll throw out a couple of things about LinkedIn, um, but they would apply to the other platforms as well. You know, Austin brought up a good point. He has like four gajillion people that have requested, you know, connection. In my view, I only connect with people that I know and that I know personally. There's no one in my LinkedIn. I have a lot of LinkedIn connections. There's not anyone in there I don't know. Some I know better than others, but in my view, why would I put my name to someone I don't know, right? The only reason I think that most people would is like, oh, 
that's going to help me get what I want. And the way I looked at, look at LinkedIn is like Austin is, and it, it's, it's just a different form of my connections. It's not a new ecosystem of people I don't know. I mean, that's like going to the mall and holding up a sign. Hey, well, no one's at the mall right now, but, um, <laughs> you know, going to a park, do you want to meet with me? Right. I mean, it's, it's about that, right. It's, it's akin to that. So what I, what I would do is I would say, I would, I would start with build, build relationships with people. Some you're going to do online, some you're going to do in person, but have it be someone, you know, and I have some actually pretty close business connections where I wouldn't accept their LinkedIn. And, and I said, look, I read their bio and I'm like, I'm happy to meet with you. We can get a coffee. It's probably going to be three to six months out before I can get it scheduled. But if you want to do that, I'm happy to connect. A good friend of ours that we have in common, very savvy business guy's name is Lennox. That's how we met. He requested, and I didn't know him. I'm like, I'm not going to connect with you, but I will meet with you. Now that takes a lot of time. But Lennox mm -hmm. has become a really great business ally of all of us on this uh, this meeting today. And so, and it came that way. That's how it came about. Mm -hmm. So that's one. The, the next thing is, I think, and Austin really said something about this earlier is, you know, Joseph, do people do their homework or do they expect you to come to just give? So do the homework. And let me give you an example. If I were trying to meet someone at one accord, then what that would entail is I go onto the One Accord website and I figure out who, so let's say you want for your business, Jonathan wants to get Vossler Media Group, which does just really high-end, incredible um, content delivery. You've seen much of their stuff on, on television. They're, they're really world-class at what they do. And so he says, well, we want to get into this new enterprise company. And so... He could use a LinkedIn, who am I connected to? But here's the step that I think people are missing a lot, which is go to that company's website and, and go to the executive team and put all those names in a spreadsheet and go see their board. Usually that's on there if they have a board and put all those names and then go into the bio of every single one of those people and pull off the key information where they went to school, where their past employers are. I have a spreadsheet built to do this what their hobbies are and put that on a spreadsheet, take those names and put those names into LinkedIn one by one to see who do I know that has a second degree connection. Now, maybe some of them, your first degree connected, that's unlikely, but you're probably connected second degree to several, especially if it's in an industry you serve. Now, personally, I go outside LinkedIn at that point then I will jump to email and say, hey, Austin, I see you're connected to Jonathan at Vossler Media Group. And I'd love to be able to explore with Vossler if there's some business relationship. Would you feel comfortable introducing me or not? And I ask him via email. And then I ask him to do it in email. Now, I get some of the LinkedIn internal. It's just I have too many inboxes to respond to. So I'm trying to narrow down that I don't add another one that I have to be on the messenger of LinkedIn multiple times a day when I'm already doing email. So the point is, I've done the homework. I've, I've done the hard work to say, let's say we're trying to get into Intel. Um, 
Pat Gelsinger is the new CEO there, by the way, he's a, he's a good friend and he's fabulous. And, and so all of a sudden it's like, oh, I know Pat, right? Well, he used to be a CEO of VMware. He recently moved and maybe I don't know he moved. So you're asking, who do I know at Intel? I don't even know Pat's there. I didn't know he moved, right? So do your homework, use LinkedIn to look for where those connections exist. And then you can request email introductions or a phone introduction or, and give people an opt out. Say only do it if it's comfortable. If you're not comfortable, no way doing this. I have several connections, but that to me is the active way of using LinkedIn. It's not about growing how many connections I have. It's another way to further relationships and stay in contact. Now, my perusing of social media, Austin, to get to you on LinkedIn is typically where I can go through and say a nice comment about someone, about an article that they wrote or a, a new role they have. And I'm popping in something personal, not the little button, say congrats. So it's, it's using it. So I'll jump on it for about 15 minutes a night. Just that's kind of my thing. And I'll get on it 15 minutes, kind of last thing. And I'll look for any articles or something someone posted that I could say, well done, hey, I found that useful or whatever. So it's a, it's a way to continue the community that exists versus how many connections can I get? So that's my take. I don't know what else anyone would like to add or any follow-up to that. That's why you are the LinkedIn master, sir. There we go. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people that have a lot more connections, but the question is how many relationships do you have, not how many connections? That's right. Excellent. Excellent. You know, I have to say that I personally feel like I've gotten as much out of this session as I did the first session with you guys. Awesome. This has been super powerful. Any closing thoughts from folks before we wrap up the time together? Well, I'll, yes, I will, but I'll hand it to Austin and Jonathan for their thoughts too. Look, it's a privilege to be in business. And it's a privilege to endeavor to serve and hopefully add value for others that, you know, we happen to be in this, in this tactic um, uh, presentation or, or conversation today. We're all in the Pacific Northwest. We're in Seattle, right? And you're going to have people from TACTIV all over the world at different communities. And part of, I think, conviction is that I, I like what this platform is about, about building community is for us is as owners of businesses, really stewards of businesses in this region, that we're trying to invest into our community, invest into relationships to make the Pacific Northwest a better place. We've got a little bit of a black eye on us over this last year or so of things that have happened in Seattle and, and people pulling stakes and saying, you know, I'm tired of that. We can either accept that or we can lean into it and we can lean into the problem. And if you have relationships, you defend relationships. By the way, you don't, you don't defend contacts, mm. okay? But you do defend relationships and you stand with relationships. So you're gonna make your cities better, your companies better, your communities better by engaging and building, building that community. It, it's a lot more as Jonathan was talking about. It's got a personal and professional integration to it. So I'm thankful to Tactive and thankful to these guys that would, they would take their super busy time uh, and do really two full sessions. Absolutely. Um, I'm just honored by their friendship 
and the lessons I learned from them and the good they're bringing to communities. So thank you. Yeah, and I'm so grateful to have been on here. Joseph, thank you for inviting us on and, and being a part of Tactive has been fantastic. Okay. I think I will, I will echo what Jeff said. Um, add, you add value to the things you value. Um, and so for me, I'm so grateful to have been able to, to share time with Austin, to share time with you, Jeff, and be able to share some of the, the ways that, you know, you, Jeff, you've added a lot of value to me and Austin, you've added a lot of value to me and then we've added value to each other. Um, and mm-hmm. it's such a doing business and and ultimately someday i hope to meet some of the people that are listening to this call um, so that we can add value to each other um, because that's really the point here and if you're adding value to other people it's so much better than than just building you and what you want it's it's so much more fulfilling um, in fact um, i've heard it from from people that i really respect saying you know if you just build yourself up on your company and you and it's all about you uh, you'll find yourself very quickly not having a satisfied fulfilled life um, but when we focus on on adding value to other people it's one of the most fulfilling things we can do um, and so for me i'm just grateful for tactive um, that you're doing that uh, with this community and excited to see where it goes yeah and i'll just end as well joseph thank you again for the opportunity um, I think you're talking to a group of living testimonies of the power of relationship, the power of community and how impactful it can be. Um, Don't, and just the reality of like not doing it alone. Like we were meant for relationship. We're meant to do life together. And that goes Mm -hmm. for business as well in many ways. And if we allude back to the iron sharpening iron and and providing value to people, there's so many good nuggets here that um, can encourage us and, 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 in building those relationships and deepening those relationships on a intimate level to help springboard uh, your life and your business in many other ways. So thanks Tactive for for providing a platform like this because I think this is gonna help a lot of people. It's helping a lot of people bridge that gap of of what we what we talked about of reaching out to people, building those relationships. So I'm really excited. That's awesome. I, I, you know, I've, I've been taking notes as we've been going through and, and uh, can chat with, with folks at Tactive because some of these things I think can be guidelines for engagement with Tactive, right? Come to Tactive with a sense of abundance, not scarcity. Endeavor to outserve one another. Mm-hmm. Seek out different opinions and perspectives from your peers. I mean, these are these are guidelines for any kind of communication, but but specifically within Tactive, we're going to be talking about these a lot. This is so amazing, and I want to thank the three of you so much for uh, taking uh, again another hour out of your lives to come and and chat with folks. Uh, I know this is going to be powerful and useful for a lot of people. So, thank you everybody for joining and listening today. If you got value out of this. That's awesome. I appreciate it. And we'll talk with you again soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.